Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. And we are continuing on with our ever important discussion on the topic of boundaries. We've literally been talking about this all year. Yes, thus all far. <laughs> and we're just going to keep going. This is just this is way, way, way too important of a topic to just try to hit very quickly. So mm-hmm. we really wanted to kind of dig into this one. We really hope that your new year has just started out well and that this is hopefully really resonating with some of you, maybe even with some of the new year's goals that you set in your in your lives. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about boundaries in relationships over the last mm-hmm. few weeks. And as I will just continue saying from week to week, yes. if you haven't, please go back and start at the beginning of this year and listen to each of the podcasts they kind of built on one another and there's a lot of foundation laid on this idea of boundaries in the previous weeks but you know we've really been talking a lot about boundaries in in our relationships and mm-hmm. what that looks like it's so 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 important right. but over the next couple of weeks we're going to kind of start delving into other areas of our lives where boundaries are also necessary and so you know today we're going to we're going to kind of hit on what we believe is a, a really important one yeah, and really last week we just sort of we talked through just boundaries for helpers, which is a huge huge part of what we do in our workshops. It's a lot of what we do in outreach. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked through like you said, we really were like, okay, but boundaries aren't just a relational right. thing. They really are needed in other areas. And so today we're going to be talking specifically about setting boundaries on our time, specifically related as well to just that place of self-care, mm-hmm. making sure we know where we begin and end. And next week we're going to be talking through boundaries on social media which is also a really, really important one. Yes. Yes. So we hope that you will continue to tune in with us as we continue our conversation and adventure in the whole (laughs) world of boundaries. But really, this just connects with what we talked through last week in some really cool ways. Because as much as we talked last week with helpers, everybody has time that they have to manage. Mm -hmm. Everybody... Probably everybody I know at least has social media. And so there's something to be said in these next two weeks that what we're discussing applies to everyone. And so we just encourage you to continue just really thinking through and listening to what we have to say in these times. But I think the conversation today when it comes to time, I know for me, the fact that it's already February of 2017 is kind of mind boggling. It feels like at times time just sort of slips Mm -hmm. through fingers, you know, like I think there can be just that place of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Yeah. I find myself saying that all the time. I can't believe. Where did the time go? (laughs) And I think that that's part of life and that's part of just normal living. But our discussion today is really saying, okay, but how do we set some boundaries around our time so it doesn't feel like we don't have control over it? It doesn't feel like it just slips by and suddenly we're six months into the year and we haven't been intentional and we haven't thought things through and we haven't put some boundaries around our time to cause it to be all that it's meant to be Mm -hmm. because it really is truly a gift. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, you're going to get me going on this one and I'm not going to be able to stop (laughs) because this has been one that has been so huge for me over the past few weeks as I was going into this new year, you know, I was just praying a lot about just kind of, Lord, what is your heart for me for this year? And, you know, and setting, uh, you know, I was asking him for a word for the year and what is, what is it that you have for me? And I really, really felt strongly that he was impressing on me this idea of, of how I spend my time. And I've definitely always been the kind of person who has just had a calendar filled to the brim. Literally never home, always out doing that. This was when I was single and I could just kind of go about as I pleased, you know, but really like I was, I was never home. I had commitments almost every night of the week. I mean, it was just, it was a little ridiculous. And so I don't think I ever really, 
I was intentional with my time and that I just overbooked myself and overcommitted, you know, but I didn't really have space to be like, well, what do I want to do with my time? Mm-hmm. I, I, I did. Don't get me wrong. But it just it just seemed like I just always had it full of things. And so uh, I feel like this area of how uh, how I spend my time, what I put in my calendar has really been something that the Lord has been challenging me and encouraging me me with, because what I found is, is as I was kind of journeying through this over the last few weeks, when I really started looking at the things that are the most valuable things in my life, the things that I absolutely love the most, and at the end of my life, I want to say, this is where I invested my heart and my life and my time. It, 80% of it went back to relationships. Mm -hmm. And relationships, my relationship with the Lord, but also my relationships with other people. And, you know, I was prompted at the beginning of the year to just kind of write, like, what is, what is, what are the things that are the most valuable to you? And even some basic things of like, what are, what are the things that you love doing the most that fill you with the most joy that make you feel most alive? And how can you create margin in your life for more of those things? And as I was even writing those things, I was realizing, oh my goodness, the things I love the most, value the most, that make me feel the most alive, that give me the most joy, I do not intentionally plan those things into my life. They kind of happen maybe sometimes by accident. Right. <laughs> and most of the time they just don't happen. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just a really big challenge for me to say, if I want my my well to be full, and and as a helper and as someone who loves other people and wants to be able to minister to other people to the fullest, I have to have a full well. I'm doing nobody any good mm-hmm. by being dried out and empty all of the time. And so what can I do? I I happen to actually have margin in my calendar. Praise Jesus. It's a new thing for me, you know, but I actually was able to look at 2017 and it was a kind of a blank slate. I mean, I had some commitments here and there, but it was kind of a blank slate. And I was able to say, I'm going to put things on here that do that and put that, you know, really intentionally put that into my calendar. For some people, it may be like, oh, I'm going to actually have to figure out how to create margin for this because I don't have it. And and sometimes that requires some creativity depending on what stage of life you're in. Mm -hmm. But just the importance of creating that time and that margin for the things that that fill your well and that are the most important thing. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I was getting out of it was, Melanie, when it comes to your calendar and your time, you need to make the most important thing the most important thing. Right. And so that requires intentionality. And that is the big word of the day. Yes. Is that place of intentionality Mm -hmm. and really looking at, because like you said, as we've said, time just kind of goes through our fingers and it kind of just gets filled up and it just sort Mm -hmm. of flits by when you're not intentional and you Mm -hmm. don't set some boundary around it. And so talking through just some other ways that we can set boundaries on our time. I know for me, you know, thinking back through just different seasons, even as you just said, your season of singleness was much busier than right now Mm -hmm. as a married woman. Then when you start adding children and other responses, it's just from season to season, things continue to shift. And so I think there, it starts really with acknowledging just your priorities from season to season. You know, like you said, when you're single, you have different priorities than when you're married. When you have children, like I'm in a season now that I have a three month old. Mm -hmm. So there's a reality of my my season is different than when I just had a 12-year-old. And so there's a reality of going, okay, now that I look at where my time is and what is my responsibility and what are my priorities, it's acknowledging what those are and beginning to set boundaries around that time. Mm-hmm. I have to be a whole heck of a lot more creative about my time with Jesus mm-hmm. right now. 
Mm -hmm. because I can't stay up till 1 a.m. Because frankly, she'll probably be waking up in another hour or so. But I also, there's not a lot of quiet time in my world right now. So I have to get really, really intentional about creating it. But I know it's a it's a priority for me. Right. Or working out is a priority. So I need to make sure I create space for that. So there's just something to be said about looking at the season that you're in, acknowledging and loving the season that you're in, but also just getting intentional and creative. Because I'll tell you, my days can fly by so quickly and suddenly it's midnight and I feel like I've got nothing done. Mm-hmm. But if I take the time to really look at my day and set some time and some boundaries and know when to say no to some things and to know what the season is meant to hold. I don't have a lot of extra time to go out to coffee with friends right now. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And thankfully, I have wonderful friends who get that. But there's something to be said about recognizing I am the controller of my time and I get to choose whether or not it's just going to flit away to things, whether I'm going to fill it with the wrong things or whether I'm going to have my priorities prayerfully straight and to really make sure that my time is is built around those priorities mm-hmm. well. Well, and I've even thought, you know, I'm I'm not a, currently a mom, mm-hmm. but I've I've thought I don't remember whose blog I was reading recently. I wish I could give her the credit for this, but anyway, I was reading a, about someone who, you know, who has as a mom of three young kids and how what she planned into her calendar was like playtime. Yeah. Because playtime with her kids. Mm-hmm. Like because she was in that season where time to herself wasn't really easy to come by, but she had a choice, you know, in the late afternoons. Like I can just sit here and you know, clean and clean and organize and, you know, kind of put my kids to the side and let them do their own thing or I can recognize that one of the things that fills my heart with the most joy and fills mm-hmm. my well is just time playing with my kids. Yeah, and so she puts it on her calendar like a two-hour window. That's awesome. Like four to six or like that was on her calendar. Like play with kids because that fills her. That makes her come alive. That fills her with joy in this season. And so even the things that fill you mm-hmm. um, can change from season to season. Yeah. And so I think it's just recognizing what those are. And I mean, really, I I had to personally write them down. I put them, I'm going back to the paper planner, go, which girl. is the coolest thing ever. I'm like, why did I ever go away from this? But, you know, I wrote down on a note card, like, these are the top three priorities of my life right now. Mm-hmm. And then I put like a secondary list of priorities. And so I, I have that in my planner, like in the little clip that I clip onto every single day, that card is there to remind me that at the end of the day, this is your this is your priorities in your life and if there's white space ever then why don't i get more intentional about putting it in those That's things so that are the most mouth. important to mm-hmm. me and those those things are going to change from season to season at some level i mean at the top of that list is my relationship with the lord and that under that is my relationship with my husband and mm-hmm. so those will always be the top priorities those are always going to win out you know and so i think just always having those things at the forefront of your mind maybe they're on a note card in your planner whatever it might be i think is really important but once those priorities are actually set, then it's intentionally deciding where your time is going to be directed. Right. Because if you don't, like you said already, that time just slips through your fingers. And what you find is that, well, oh my goodness, I just spent the last two hours literally just kind of sitting mindlessly in front of my TV. And that doesn't really, I mean, it's helpful. I'm not going to go on a rant about TV, but I'm just saying at some level, if I spend all my free time kind of vegging out in front of the TV, my well doesn't usually get very filled up. Maybe Mm -hmm. somebody else's does. I'm not going to say you can't, but I'm like, my well does not get 
filled up by watching TV. There's other things that do that are still restful. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't require a lot of work. They're not taxing on me, but at some level they just they fill me up. And so why don't I get very intentional about that? I mean, it's funny you were just talking about like working out and because I've started getting very intentional with my time, I've, I've put like, here's the things that I want to start scheduling into every single week, into every single month, you know, those different things. And one of them was actually going to the gym. I got out because this is now actually on my calendar. And so last night I was like, tomorrow it's on my calendar that I go to the gym. And I, <laughs> this morning, literally like busted out my gym bag that I haven't busted out in a long time, <laughs> pulled out these shoes. And I like told my husband, I'm like, remember how I bought these shoes a year ago? and they still have the sticker inside that I haven't worn them yet a year ago you know but but the difference was was that all last year I kept saying I need to work out I need to work out I need mm-hmm. to work out I was saying it again going into this year there's only one thing that was different and one thing that changed I put it on my calendar right and so last night I was already thinking about how I'm going to the gym today mm-hmm. and so that goes for anything and everything that you want to put fill in the blank and so I think it's it's really important to set the priorities, but then intentionally put those things down and plan for them to happen and guard it. And, and I think also in that I've been very open with people that I'm close to about telling them that this is something that's really important to me. And right. these are some of the things that are my priorities in my life. This is what's the most important thing. And, and setting those goals. But then also like in that, asking for them to be, you know, hold me accountable to those things. Like these are really important to me. And I mm-hmm. might just need somebody to ask me like, hey, how's that going? Like I'm like this year, I really want to focus in. I mean, for years I've been wanting to pick back up the guitar and learn the guitar. I'm like, that's just been something I've always wanted to do. And it's just a want to Mm -hmm. because it was never on the calendar. It never happened. And so I'm like, I'm I'm doing it and putting it on the calendar. And I'm like, hey, ask me about that in a couple of months. Like, so how's the guitar going? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just whatever it might be, I might just need a little bit of accountability around that. And so that accountability is always a good thing for things that you care about and that you want to see change in your life. So I encourage you on that as well. I love that. And I think at this point in the conversation, Mel, I can already imagine there's a couple of people that are listening to this that may be kind of struggling with the idea of, wait, you're creating time to learn the guitar or, you know, I think sometimes what I have found, and this may be the counselor in me, I think some people really struggle with those, those little additional things that don't feel like they have a lot of purpose yeah. or a lot of value. I'm using my quarter fingers because they feel they don't feel like they're this driven thing. Right. And so if they're not this driven thing and there is not this big outcome that is either perhaps financial or moves me forward, it feels almost frivolous. Yes. It feels almost as though there's not a lot of purpose to it. It can feel really hard to actually give ourselves permission to build those things in, to really actually step back and go, wow, what brings me joy? What fills my well? What allows me to really, you know, stir my affection for Jesus, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about at times? Mm -hmm. Like these things don't feel like they have this great necessary outcome. Mm -hmm. And so I know that there's some people that may even be listening that are like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. And I don't, that's, that's a struggle or it feels really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And at this point, that's where I would encourage listeners and even myself at times to really step back and go, okay, but what is really at the root of why that feels so hard? Is there shame? Is there unworthiness? Is there something in me that is so driven and so people pleasing and so very much about the outcome that I don't even know how to 
acknowledge, let alone build into my Mm -hmm. life, the things that are actually, yeah, maybe a little frivolous, but bring life to me Mm -hmm. and actually just really aliven me in some cool ways. And so I just really want to just kind of point that out to any of our listeners. And I include myself in that Mm -hmm. because I think we can all get into that place of almost feeling guilty sometimes to build in the things that don't feel like they have some great outcome or purpose to them that maybe to someone else may feel like, wow, what's the point? But to us, we know how important that is. That may even just be down to time with Jesus. It may be quiet time. It may be learning how to play the guitar. Maybe it's just this little dream you've always had in your heart that may not add anything to your bank account, but it's something that causes you to feel alive and to feel that much more connected with the people you love and, Mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. And so I think there's something to be said too, of just recognizing if that's something that's kind of a, uh, in your, in your heart or in your mind as we're having this conversation to really step back and go, why is that so hard Mm -hmm. for me? Am I striving way too much in my life that I am not only, am I not setting time around boundaries around my time in the ways that I need to be, but even in those additional things that maybe don't have a whole lot of purpose to Mm -hmm. them, but they hold so much purpose Mm -hmm. for who we are and walking in joy and peace. Yes. Oh, you are singing my song. I I don't want this to like just totally turn into Melanie Wise testimony (laughs) hour, but that has been something that's resonated with me a lot as well, because I am that exact person that you just described. Mm -hmm. I have always been over the top, driven, achievement oriented. I remember, man, there were days in the past where I was like, I'm just going to wear myself out for the Lord. Like when I go (laughs) home to heaven, I'm going to be as worn out as I can be. You know, like, I don't know why I thought that was like the idea that the Lord had in mind for me. But I thought that that was the right way to live, like wear yourself out from day to day to day on behalf of good things, Mm -hmm. kingdom oriented things. And if learning the guitar is not going to enhance the kingdom, then I better not do it. You know, I mean, it was really that it's wasted. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and and one of the things that the Lord has been dealing with me on and even that specific area is that. You know, while I've been kind of so focused in on just this way I'm spending my time and, and creating margin for things that, that I love, that fill my well, all of those different things, I was I was reminded about how, and this was a couple of weeks ago, I was praying and just saying like, Lord, one of the things that I think I still struggle with the most is, is really walking fully in my identity as a daughter right. and my belovedness. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that... I just still feel like I'm I'm not I'm I'm so far from really walking fully in that. I still feel inside of me this like deep need like striving. Mm-hmm. I'm striving for something and I can't figure out what I'm even striving for and just really kind of grappling with that. And and like I said a couple weeks ago I was praying and I was just like, "Lord, I I want to know what I can do to walk more fully in my belovedness and more fully as a daughter because I know this is something that is huge for you. You've right. prayed it before mm-hmm. over many people over me. You've prayed it, but just that more before I'm a wife, before I'm a friend, before I'm a sister, before I'm a coworker, whatever it might be, I am a daughter. That's right. And so I want to know how to more fully walk in that place. And I felt like he was like, but that's exactly what I've been teaching you. Like in you creating space and margin in your life to fill your well, like that's going to be one of the best ways that you can walk in your belovedness because when you're doing those things, when you're playing that guitar, you're not having to work for anything. Mm -hmm. You're not having to accomplish something or achieve something or get a, you know, mark for something like you are literally just walking fully in something that you love and something that I've created inside of you. And so I feel like, 
you may think that these types of things don't have purpose, but the purpose they might be is that they help you to just walk in your belovedness, to walk yeah. in your identity as a son or daughter of the Lord. And in that, that fills that place in you. And in that place, I really do believe, sorry, I'm just going on and on about this, but I really do believe that the Lord has shown me that the way for me to go even kind of into that next level of ministering to other people, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to learn how to do this right. well because I've kind of hit a cap of how well I'm going to be able to help others if I can't walk in that place of belovedness and freedom where I'm not striving for anything, but it's just coming out of a full well. Right. And, and that's going to like actually take me to my next level of ministry. That's so good. And I have to add too that the other flip side of that is understanding that as a good father, he actually celebrates that yeah. you're playing your guitar. Yeah. He He's not, oh man, you've taken time off the list. Like, do you know what I mean? Like what he's not do? freaking out that you've somehow stepped out of all the things he's expecting of you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to be said about acknowledging what's going on in the internal places with us. If it's shame, if it's driving, whatever, but it's also stepping back and going, but how do I perceive father God mm -hmm. and perceiving and understanding that he is not this taskmaster. He is not about this long list of things we need to accomplish. He does not want to show up in heaven worn out. Like he wants fullness. <laughs> He's a good father. So yeah. even as, as good parents on earth, I don't want my children feeling like they have to strive for my okay. They don't have to strive for my acceptance. Father God is way even better than mm -hmm. I could even imagine being as a parent. And so there is all that to really be aware of and willing to look at if setting boundaries on your time is hard because any of this other stuff is gurgling at the in the root of who you are get after it mm -hmm. get honest with yourself look at some things acknowledge what keeps you stuck from really allowing that's the word that keeps coming to my heart is just it's almost like it's frivolous yeah but it's never frivolous there's such a depth and a purpose to all of those things absolutely so really at this point mel i mean you and i could probably continue to talk about this for mm, clearly <laughs> moons because it is so important and I love just how the, even the simple conversation setting boundaries on our time really it, there's always a root and there's always a truth and there's always a place of going deeper when we see that there's a struggle with things and so even as we shift gears into next week talking through social media I'm sure there'll be some things even along those lines that it's never just about the surface of mm -hmm. the natural there's always yes. that place of going how do I carry this as a son or daughter mm -hmm. and so hopefully our mercy talk has really blessed you today and we hope that you'll tune in with us next week as we continue this discussion.